Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. Um, just put the little guy down. Had a workout before that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. How was your day today? Well, today was a big day because today was Bill's surgery. Oh, that's right. How did that go? It went really, really well. So now he's recuperating. And um, yeah, we successfully made it through the day. I put the baby down. So really, everybody is taken care of. (laughs) Oh, I get to chat with you and... I took your advice. I poured myself a drink, and I think you'll appreciate that I have a glass of Prosecco. Yes. So Love it, it really is like a celebration that we made it through a day. And uh, it's October 1st, which means that it's officially the best month of the year, in my opinion. I couldn't agree more. I love Logan and I were outside for the majority of the afternoon, and even he was like, Mama, it's beautiful out. I was like, You're right. It is. Yeah. I love this weather. It was, we were outside this afternoon too, and it was so fun because um, it's really like Maddie's first fall of like just having more comprehension of what's going on around her. And we were playing in the leaves. And so, you know, throwing the leaves in the air and she was putting them down her pants and it was Aww. like, oh yeah, why not? Like <laughs> you, you explore those leaves, girl. Like, you know, it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, she's at a fun age. Yeah, Yeah. she's just, like, experiencing new things all the time. And I love, like, watching her explore and discover the world. It's just so much fun. Yeah, that's the best. I know. It's crazy to think. I was actually, before we jumped on, I was thinking back to when you and I made the pact of having kids (laughs) at the same time. And I, Paul and I jumped the gun. Yeah. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's so funny how you know, similar, our, our lives have, you know, been, but different in a sense, but I'm trying to think, I remember we went out to a brunch Mm. and I think it was, you know, wives and some of the, the guys in the unit. Is that the first time that we had met? We had the, the first time that we met was at my wedding. Oh, which was oh just like a few months before that. That so the brunch was at the old salt, right? Yes. Yep. And that was like a Christmas. It was like their Christmas yes. party kind of a thing. And so that was in December. And so we had met at our wedding in October. Oh my goodness. Yes. Crazy. I know. And I had heard many stories about you because Bill had met you a few times and obviously he was working so closely with Paul and he was like you're gonna love her and I was like okay I can't wait to meet her (laughs) and then yeah it only took us meeting those two times to really like hit it off after that and actually what I remember too is we talked when we were at the old salt you were asking me what I do for work and I was telling you that I was that I worked at Lululemon and you were so interested and then like it was not very long after that that you reached out to me and you said that you wanted to sit down and like talk to me more about it and I was like sure and we met I want to say we went to like breaking new grounds yes and we met for coffee and I remember being so um I don't know what the word was like, maybe impressed that you would just like set up a coffee date with someone that 
like we had only met a few times like we were obviously like we got on great when we met but we didn't have like a one-on-one relationship at that point it was always like through our husbands and I remember thinking like wow like this girl is cool like she'll just like doesn't care about any of that like you just like went right for it and I loved that and because i I'm not really like that as much. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember thinking like, okay, this is different and really cool. And then obviously like, I feel like I don't remember a time when we weren't like close friends. It just yeah. clicked so fast. And it's, and it's the friendship that, you know, we may not talk every day, but it's when we do connect and when we are together, it's like, we never miss a beat. Totally. I mean, we're practically twins and our husbands are <laughs> twins. If anyone knows us, <laughs> yeah. we're in New York City and we definitely mistaken our husbands multiple times. <laughs> I almost touched your husband's butt. <laughs> yep. They, especially from behind, they just look so similar. They do. Yeah. I mean, they have the same nose. They're both Italian. Yeah. I mean, come on. They're like the same height, same haircut, same hair color. It's really, oh. it's funny how similar they they appear to be. It is funny. Yeah. And then to think I went from police officer to Lululemon. Mm-hmm. What a, what a jump that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't have done it without your like confidence, you know, of like, yes, it's, you know, it's a great company and all of that and I'll never poor Paul supporting me I took a huge pay cut <laughs> at first yeah. um but yeah it just you know everything happens for a reason and then that led us to getting even closer which was great yeah because you were with Lululemon for how long five years oh gosh so total um I want to say no I want to say it was like six years maybe seven because yep. um, I think it was six years. I think it was 2011 when I went to the Burlington store as a seasonal educator. Um, and then it was 2017 when my Aviva store closed. Got it. Wow. Yeah. And now you've been at Garnet Hill ever since. Yep. Yep, I started there and in 2017. So I'm actually, this month will be three years at Garnet Hill. That's awesome. And you're still loving it, right? I do. It's been, like, interesting over the last six months how things have changed. I never would have imagined it being a work-from-home position. Um, mm. But now it is. But, yeah, it's it's really cool to take, like, everything that I learned from Lululemon in terms of product um, product management in that sense and retail and merchandising. And then it's just kind of like the other end of it. So instead of the, you know, visually merchandising the store, it's the process of like getting the product from its design, you know, to people's doors. Right. Um, yeah. Now it's mostly online and catalog, right? Yes, we only have the outlet store up in Franconia where the other head office is. Um, But other than that, there's no other physical stores. So it's, yeah, we're one of the few like remaining catalog businesses. And obviously the website drives a lot of our business as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's probably pros and cons to that. I mean, pros because there aren't as many catalogs, you know, going out. I feel like LL Bean's a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, those but I feel like it's limited, so that's good because it's not like people are getting tons of them and just tossing them in the mail or in the trash, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's it's funny because yeah, we don't get, ca- I mean, like you probably remember growing up, we used to get catalogs all the time from mm-hmm. so many companies. And then obviously that changed so quickly with e-commerce. But yeah, we treat our catalog like, it's like a, it's like a work of art. You know, it's obviously the point of it is to sell, but it's more visual. Oh yeah. It's, it's not just, you know, some lady throwing on a sweater in in front of a white backdrop taking a picture right um so it's very it's a really cool process to be part of but it's so different from like from the website too it's yeah there's definitely pros and cons the biggest con being how slow it is to produce a catalog and really challenged you know with uh covid and having to cancel and reschedule some of our photo shoots and that totally like screwed up our timeline but the good part about that of course you know there's a silver lining to everything it really forced everyone in the company to just think on their feet be agile and like come up with new solutions and everybody like totally rose to the occasion so it's like nice to know that we actually have a little more maybe skills and a little more um, ability to change things and react more quickly than than maybe we thought yeah I think you know it's that's true for a lot of things right I think a lot of people are realizing like oh I can do this or you know this is an opportunity to do this Mm -hmm. and it's it's always looking at you know the silver lining um even you know us at first it was like okay well Logan's not going to school and at first I was like how the heck am I gonna work full-time and be a mom like mm-hmm. full time all day every day. Yep. And you know, at the end of the day it was like I this is time that I wouldn't normally get, you know, he'd normally be in school. So yeah. it was making sure that you know, you're just thinking of the the things that you can control control and you know, it's all about perception mm-hmm. um and just really being grateful for the time that I had with him because I mean I would have that that was four months of Mm. being able to, you know, see him every day and work with him with some arts and crafts that I don't normally get to or, you know, that we don't do on the weekends. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of people are are realizing uh, or bringing out strengths that they may not have noticed Mm -hmm. or knew that they had, which is cool. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like it's so hard to you know, wear all the hats, you know, like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a homeowner, I'm an employee, um, all those different things. And when you're working from home, it's like you switch from like hat to hat every other second. And it's, it's so exhausting. But like you said, I will never regret being able to put Madeline down for her nap every day, because I'm home and just those moments with her, I'm never going to, I'm never going to look back and say like, that wasn't worth it. You know, it's right. I'll take being exhausted. And yes, I've had a few like breakdowns Mm -hmm. over the last few months (laughs) where it just felt like it was too much. And I really had to learn how to ask for help. Um, 
when I needed it. Cause I think you're probably similar. Like I want to do it all and I want to do it all the best. I want to be the best mom and I want to be the best wife and the best homeowner and the best employee. And it's like, you can't be all those things in the same heartbeat. Like you have to, you have to just take a step back sometimes and, and let other people assist you. Yeah. And again, you know, this time of COVID, uh, I think it's, it's either making people hit that wall where they're realizing like asking for help is, you know, is not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. Or they're, you know, realizing like, I'm still trying to handle everything and I'm still stressed (laughs) out and I'm still crying every night. So it's, it's definitely, I think, testing people's relationships. It's test people's ability of, you know, looking at themselves. Um, You know, for me, it's been, it's been cool because I've actually had, I feel like a little bit more time because I'm not driving home at five o'clock and then having to cook dinner and then do the nighttime routine and all that. Like I'm already home and dinner can be started, you know, shortly after. Um, So it just, it's, yeah, it's funny. I, I totally agree with you. I, Paul, you know, a couple nights I was like, I, I can't do bedtime tonight. Yeah. Like I've, you know, when he was home, when Logan was home, I was just like, I've been with him all day mm-hmm. and working. Mm-hmm. Like you need to take, feed him, bathe him and put him yep. to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And they get it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is hard for sure. And I feel like, um, I feel like this whole COVID thing just like really put our whole lives like under a microscope. So Mm -hmm. like any issues that were there are just magnified and it's really calling out like maybe some like bad habits that I had or, um, I don't, or like excuses that I could make. Um, and it's, it's also just been like a exercise in like, okay, if that doesn't work, just like try something else. And so, and it's okay to like change it up. And like, it's, this is not normal. So, you know, it's all right. And like, give myself some grace. And what we actually did this last week, which worked last week and this week, which worked out like really well, surprisingly is, um, getting up like really early because a big, I mean, you have dogs, you know what it's like, Oh, it's yep. like you, by the end of your workday, you're like, oh, God, now I have, to, I have to do something with the dog, too. So we, <laughs> yep. we were, Bill and I were getting up. Um, he would take Frankie, canine Frankie, for a walk from 530 to 6. And then I would take Heidi for a walk from 6 to 630 so that I could be mm-hmm. back because he had to leave because now that he's on light duty. So he would be going in for 7. And right. so super early to be like, you know, up and at him and like rare and to go. But what I really liked was I would also start working at seven. Cause like, if I'm up, then I may as well. And getting those like early morning hours in actually worked really well. And then being able to call it quits around like three, three thirty, meant that we had like family time in the afternoon, which yeah, if I was working at the office, that would never be possible because it was that like right. rush, you know, five o'clock, head out the door, run home, pick up your kid at daycare, run home, make dinner. Like it's just, it was such like madness. It felt like, so, you know, we've just been trying to 
keep reevaluating and see like what works and what doesn't work and, and try something new. And so we'll do it until it doesn't work anymore, I guess. Well, and that's, yeah. And I was just going to say like Madeline, wh- when is she, I'm terrible with mm. birthdays. When is her birthday? November. She'll be two in November. November. Okay. So yeah, I feel like it took me a good two years, two and a half years to like find a groove, uh, find, like just be able to, plan you know accordingly and and i feel like the kids get on a better schedule themselves it's more consistent mm-hmm. um you know their nap times are more consistent you're not breastfeeding anymore mm-hmm. you're not doing you know eat, they're not feeding every two right. hours so i feel like it did it took me two two and a half yeah. years to get on a schedule and feel comfortable and and just feel like healthy mm-hmm. again um and then now it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm been in my groove, but it took me so long. Yeah, it, it took me a long. I'm time. glad you said that because I was actually literally just thinking about it. Like I put Maddie down, I showered, and while I was in the shower, I was thinking like, what are we going to talk about? And I was thinking like, wow, like in the last two years, like I'm finally, almost two years later, feel like I'm maybe at the point where I could start to do things for myself again, which I have mm-hmm. not been able to do and it's not um I don't want to say it's for like lack of trying I haven't really tried but it's more that my priorities have just been different like Bill has always been supportive and he's always said like you know if you want to go to the gym when you're done work like you can do that on the days that I am not working and I'm like yeah but I don't I don't want to do that I don't want to work out from five to six and then get home at 6 30 and then what have half an hour with my baby before she goes to bed like I don't want that and so you know it's like of course if I really wanted to I could make time for more exercise and I had for a while been getting up early and doing an at-home workout but it just stopped working with her wake-up schedule or whatever I and I never like reprioritized that I guess until recently um but yeah it's just I just didn't it's I didn't feel like I could really take the time for myself. And I also didn't really want to because really what was most important to me was that time with her. And I feel like now she's finally more independent that I can step away from her for a few minutes and, and it's okay. Like she's not going to get hurt. She's going to be all right. And so now I'm like finally ready to start really thinking about what I like to do. (laughs) But mm-hmm. of course, then, like, yeah, no, now we're maybe going to even have another baby. So it's just going to be the same cycle over again. So right. see you in five years when I can like get myself <laughs> together. Well, and I, I mean, to that point, though, I also think there's, it's like that first time mm-hmm. mom, I, I, I've heard it a lot and I, and I, I've read a lot of books, um, you know, being a mom for the first time there's a lot of new things there's things you don't know you get scared and like you want to grasp onto the time because you you hear all this like oh it goes by so quick like Mm -hmm. you know just stay in the moment and I remember thinking like it's exactly what you said is like I don't want to spend an hour at home when my kid's going to be going down to sleep in Mm -hmm. two hours so I could have two hours of time rather than Mm -hmm. an hour And then, you know, you're more tired because now you're showering after. And it's like, I totally relate to that. Like, I remember feeling um, just wanting to soak up every minute of time with him. Um, 
and it's and it's the feeling of um it's not that you have to or like you you're you just you feel like as a mom it's the right thing to yeah. do yeah um and both of our husbands are super supportive so mm-hmm. it's not even them it's 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 this innate feeling that like you want to do the right thing you want to be a right. good mom and being a good mom at that moment is just you know being with your child as much Absolutely. as possible and yeah it's definitely not them it's definitely me and it's part of it is exactly what you said where it's like I want to be the best mom and it feels like the right thing and I also I also do want to do that and there's always that like part of me that's like independent you know pre-baby person that wants to do my own thing but it's so it gets so minimized and the that mama Mm. bear part of me is like no I want this I want to be with my kid but there is so much that's like wrapped up into it there's so many complex emotions and and then there's the mom guilt which is so so real like Oh, it is. I feel like my mom guilt um, is still present, like when he even he goes to daycare, but it's definitely uh, gotten less. Um, But like, I would even say a year and a half ago, like it was to the point where like, should I be working? Should he be in daycare? And now I'm like, oh, boy, you need daycare. You need structure. You need to play with kids. You need to work on, you know, some like arts and crafts mm-hmm. you need to work on your alphabet and your words and all of that that I don't I'm not a teacher I did yeah. not choose the teacher profession for a reason <laughs> um and like I am cool mom I will admit I am a cool ass oh, yeah. mom but at the end of the day like I can only be so cool like he needs to hang out with kids his own yeah. age um and that's why you know the three months where we didn't have a choice of him you know going to school I was like I'm gonna eat yeah. this up um, but then the moment, you know, daycare opened, I was like, you yeah. need this. <laughs> I know. I totally agree that there should be no guilty feelings about sending your kids to daycare because it is so good for them. And, and it's good for us if, you know, if we want to be working, building a career, you know, whatever it is that we want to be doing. But I always think back to like, we're social beings and the way that, human beings thrived for, you know, millennia now is that we lived in communities. And so women all had babies Mm. at the same time. That's why our menstrual cycles sync up so that we could reproduce at the same time because you could share the workload. So there was always like groups of babies and young kids together learning how to be social. It's completely normal. It's actually, and you know, this is if people want to keep their kids home, like Absolutely. And if we could afford to do that, like I might be doing that. I don't know. Who knows? It would be a different situation completely. Yeah. But, you know, it's more unusual as like a social being for a kid to just be home with their parents. It's just the way that our society is now. But that's, you know, the way it's, there should just be no guilt either way. People should just make the choices that are right for them. Oh, yeah. But of course, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I, I mean, and that I a couple people I had talked to, and they were asking me like, "Oh, did you send Logan back?" And you know, Paul and I didn't send him back right away, but we sent him back like a couple weeks, you know, after they had opened. And you know, you definitely feel the like, "Oh, you sent the, you sent him back," and it's like, "Yes, yep. I did." <laughs> you know, like we we weighed out the options. They took you know 
necessary, you know, precautions and all that. And it's just like, it's in, as mothers, I think we all have, um, the, what's the word I'm looking like, we want, we're thinking of the good when we ask mm. questions and when we you know, like answer things, but we forget, you know, the way we answer things can be taken the, the wrong right. way. Right. Um, but thankfully I, I could care less what people <laughs> think. Um, yeah thankfully yeah and we decided (laughs) not to send Madeline back because well she was only going two days a week and um and I'm very lucky I always have to like tell people that I have help right now because we have family living with us so it just it didn't make sense like why would we spend the money and put her at risk um you know oh yeah that didn't make sense so we've took it as an opportunity instead to let's like save that money, reinvest that, pay down some, some Definitely. debts and things like that. And, you know, we'll kind of take advantage of the situation while, cause we're not going to have family living with us forever. So take advantage of it while we can and we'll reassess, but there will be a time I'm sure when we'll have to send her back and um, we'll just cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, if people have the ability to keep, keep their kids home, I totally understand. I mean, the money that we've paid for daycare and the other thing is Paul's schedule. Logan's home a lot. Like he's probably home two days a week and we have to pay regardless. Mm -hmm. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't even, it's like paying my student loans. Like I try not to think about it. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep you home because I want to see you. And I want you and dad to have boy time. But at the same time, I'm like, we are paying so much money regardless. (laughs) I know. And that we, that was our situation too, because the days that we sent her were Mondays and Wednesdays. And like every holiday is a Monday. And of course there's no, (laughs) there's no like a a prorating for those Monday holidays. Like it's the same tuition. So I just, it yep. was so funny. We were like, why did we pick those days? Oh, I guess because of Bill's stupid schedule. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, kids really change everything, but it's it, all worth exactly it. it. I, I was also thinking too, like, how, yeah, how much my life has changed in the last two years since she's been born. And it like brought up this memory that I had where I, I was in, 10th grade so what 16 years old so like the height of like I was the center of the universe right like there was I I knew about other people I you know I had my family and all that but like all that I had known at that point was myself and we did this like exercise in class that was like describe yourself in three words and I remember my advisor described herself as like mom wife and then I can't remember what the third thing was and I remember like 16 year old me thinking like wow I don't know that I'll ever be that person who would like describe myself as a mom first and now it's like Mm -hmm. of course I never could have even understood the magnitude of like how life-changing having a baby is but if you ask me today, like, of course, mom would be the first thing that I would describe myself yep. as. And I'm so happy to describe myself as that. And even at 16, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. But it was just funny that, like, 
I was so focused on like, well, I'm going to be a career woman and I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be working and doing cool things. And like, I'm still doing that. It's just nowhere near as important as being a mother to that little girl. Yeah, I saw a meme actually last night. What did it say? Oh, it was something about like, um, you can be replaced Mm. at work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shorten it, but you can be replaced at work, but you could never be replaced, you know, as a mom yeah. at home. So pick your priorities. Um, and I couldn't agree more. Like, I remember my mom always saying, like, you never understand. Because I'd be like, why are you so stressed mm-hmm. out? Like, Brandy's fine. She's just out with a friend or something. And she's and I remember her always saying, like, you'll never understand until you yep. have your own kid like this. You're always stressed. You're always worried. And now I'm like, holy crap. And I'm someone who like loves to yeah. go fast. I love heights. I love to do crazy things. And now like Logan has a hoverboard and I like don't even want him to use it because I'm scared yeah. he's going to get hurt. And Paul's like, really? You're riding on the hoverboard yourself. And now you're <laughs> saying that Logan, do you think you should use it? He's like, you're ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, but I don't it's want him to get hurt. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it's crazy. It's the minute they and I feel like even mm. when you're pregnant, you no. don't get those feelings or get, grasp it. It's the minute you yeah. have that child. It's, it, it all it's so funny because I just feel like, yeah, like the journey like into motherhood has been such a it's been like very introspective, very retrospective. And so many things have like come back into my head. And one of those things was so when Bill was deployed. I remember being in really close contact with his mom and talking to her a lot and just knowing how she was very worried. And she would always ask me like how I was feeling and I would always be fine. Like I just didn't really worry about him a little bit, Mm -hmm. of course. And sometimes he'd tell me a story that I'd be like, Ooh, that, um, that (laughs) that puts me a little on edge. Right. Overall, I just, I didn't really, worry about him and then I had Madeline and it was like oh my god I now know how even if her son was however old he was 33 years old even if your kid is 33 years old if they're in potential danger like you're just not going to be able to stop thinking about that because I found Mm -hmm. myself like just get you know, going down that mental road of like, what if something happened to her? Like, what would I do? And I just, I can't even think about it because it's, it's actually debilitating. It could like ruin my day if I like give it too much thought. Oh, and so I'm thinking like, if that is enough for me, like, I just, it just like put it all in perspective for me. And I was like, I understand her so much more now. And I understand how she was experiencing that at the time in a way that I just couldn't relate to when we were going through it. And maybe she even thought that I was like, didn't care enough. You know what I mean? Like maybe she thought like, oh, she's being too cavalier about it. I don't (laughs) think that she did. She would always just say how like, you know, calm and collected that I am, but it's funny. And I, we've talked about it since then that like, now I get it. <laughs> totally agree. And yeah, I, it's funny. Cause when Paul was deployed, mm. we were just dating 
and I was actually living at his house with his mom and, and similar thing. Like, you know, I was trying to just stay busy working. I was in school, I was out with friends and it was just like, I didn't want mm-hmm. to just stay home. Cause that, that's when you, you know, bored mm-hmm. and then you're sad. And I, I feel the same. Like she always would be like, Oh, where are you going? And I'm like, Oh, going out with you know, so-and-so. And she'd just be like, okay. Like, I yeah. feel like now I'm thinking back. She was probably like, this girl does not care about my son. <laughs> yeah we'll just have to keep these things in mind like when we get older and our kids are of that age that we have to remember like they're not they don't get it like there's just never they're never gonna get it in that way it is it's crazy crazy and you guys are crazy because now you guys are venturing into all (laughs) sorts of things at the warner house oh my god we just like to always have like a really big challenge to overcome or like adapt or like somehow incorporate into our lives so well at least the basement's (laughs) done I mean that's that was a journey that was a huge journey I mean probably one of the crazier things that we've done was adopting a six-month-old puppy two weeks before I was that due to give birth to our first child (laughs) <laughs> yeah I remember like when you told me that I looked at Paul was like oh my lanta they have lost their marbles and he's like what I was like they are adopting a dog and Paul was like what I was like uh-huh. yeah. yeah I remember and that. that's exactly yep. what a lot of my coworkers said and I just told them you know what we don't know any different. So like, this is our first, this is our first baby. So like, you know what I mean? Like I, I would not do that for the second round for Again. sure, but we didn't right. know any different. So our thought was like, you know what, we'll just make it super hard the first time. And then the next time it's going to be such a breeze. So, <laughs> but luckily, yeah, our oh. new venture is really just like a side hustle. And what's great is like, we can just put in like as much effort or take a step back from it because we're not making any income yet and we're not relying on that income. So it's just right now it's more like right. for fun and we're, um, we're just like having, we're having a lot of fun with it, but yeah. Yeah. And for the listeners, what, what you can explain yeah. your business and what so, the business is. Um, it's always been a dream of bills. And so by proxy, it's been a dream of mine for Bill to uh, start a dog <laughs> training business And so we've literally been talking about this for years. We've probably talked about it with you guys. And um, now that he's been certified as a canine handler, I think it just felt like he has enough like credentials and we've helped enough people that we could really just start something. And, and, you know, it's, we're starting small. It's just going to be probably mostly like friends and family and referrals and, so we're called Granite State Canine, and um, yeah, right now it's just Bill, and he's the head trainer, and he brings Heidi, our German Shepherd, to be the training assistant, um, because it's really helpful to have mm-hmm. a dog there, to yeah. especially if you have a puppy and you want to be working on socialization. Um, and then I've been doing yep. most of the like social media and that kind of stuff. So I, it's, it's funny because I haven't done that kind of thing in what three years. Cause that's like, we did so much of that with Lululemon and especially right. Eva. Lululemon social media was different 
yeah yeah way, way more, more controlled, controlled. and Aviva yeah. was so um we really owned that as a store because it was just such a different I guess business model for the girls line so I feel like I'm putting on like an old hat for that um trying to brush up <laughs> we had we like launched our Instagram <laughs> to the public yesterday and we took these really cool like stories about how to use fetch as like a training tool with your dog and how to like go from just basic to making it more advanced and really getting um, some like exercise for your dog, but also mental stimulus, stimulus, stimulation and um, like a challenge for them and getting them back to using all their senses. And we, I put in, I mean, not a ton of work, but it probably took like 45 minutes to, put the stories together, put captions on them, all of this stuff. And then when like I had been uploading them and we went back, we made a cup of tea and we're like, let's watch our story. And they were all out of order. I don't know what happened. And I'm like, Instagram, Aww. you're killing me. Cause like I use Instagram just like personally, frequently. And right. I've never had anything post out of order. So I don't even know. And that's where I felt a little bit like, oh God, I'm a little bit rusty with this kind of thing. But um, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get it back. We'll... I love your slogan. Live free and dog. Free and so and that dog. came about. We have been trying to come up with a name for like this business for years. We'll just randomly, you know, we'll be driving and we'll just be brainstorming. And then it just like came to us. And it was funny because we both have had, well, pre-Bill's um, <laughs> hernia, we had both been just working out at home. It's just, I find it so much easier. Um, and so I had done my workout and I was sitting there like stretching and he was doing his and we were just chatting and he's like, we got to come up with a name. And then he's like doing, you know, he's doing like jumping jacks and he's like, Granite State Canine. I was like, yes, I love it. And then I just came up and I said, live free and dog. And he's like, yes. So it was just like, it just felt really good. And it was really fun. Um, and that's, it's, it's cool that we'll be kind of launching this together. Like, obviously he's the dog person, the dog trainer, but I like to right. go when he does his trainings, I like to go as his assistant too. And I take pictures and Mm -hmm. I was going to say, yeah. Take yeah. Videos and I and remind the him and... if he's like maybe forgot something like, you know, I know the content. I'm not a great dog trainer myself, but I do know the content. Um, and then we've been, you know, we have as you I mean, this won't surprise you. We have like lists of like things we want to do and like merch we want to create and like all these like fun things. Like, we just have fun now. Um, it's like after dinner. Well, now that Bill's home a lot because he's on light duty um after right. dinner we put maddie down and we just kind of like brainstorm and talk about like what we want to do and and it's fun to like work on a project with him like that yeah i mean it's like a hobby but yet you know it could be a hobby that's mm -hmm. making income for you yeah. guys which is really yeah. cool yeah so, that's yeah, awesome it's, it feels like the right time to just start like building it up as an actual business and then knowing that we, we were talking about, so he's got like 10 more years in the military and that doesn't feel like that much time, right? We're like 10 years, like, wow, we're halfway, halfway through his right. like military career. Cool. And we've been together for like eight and a half. So it's like, wow. All right. So just cause it feels like we've only been together for, you know, 
very short amount of time. So we're like, we can do that again for sure. And then he said something about (laughs) how many years he has left at the PD and it was like 20. And I was like, I was like, excuse me, (laughs) wait a minute. So like Madeline will graduate college probably before he's like can retire from the PD. Well, that's because your (laughs) husband is similar to me and changes his Mm -hmm. idea and jobs like he changes his clothes. And that's what's funny about like you guys as a couple and us as a couple. It's like we have all the same qualities and it's like if one, if it's not you and I that are twinning, it's you and Bill and me and Paul that are twinning. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny, like when I'm changing my whenever I was like, Hey, I think I'm gonna stop being a police officer and go to Lululemon. Paul was like, Wait, excuse me, what? And Bill was like, Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I, yeah. Like, he's like, You gotta support it. her. Gotta I was like, it feels yes. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. it's so it too feels funny. Like it funny. We'll start to build it up, and then, yeah, you know, once in 10 years when he retires from the military. He'll have that extra time to devote to the business and yep. build that up more. And um, yeah, and also, you know, as he also progresses through the PD, you know, if he at some point, which I think is just a matter of time, you know, earns a leadership role, then he won't be working as many like details and overtime. He would just be probably working more of like a, a can you imagine like a standard 40 hour work week? Like wouldn't that? So he, yeah, right. So if that's the case, Bill? Then he would probably use extra time to build up the business. And it's like kind of the thought is when he retires from the military, maybe he, this becomes more of a, not a full-time thing, but more of like a part-time actual income earning thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like what's great about this is, you know, starting a business can be scary because mm-hmm. you either have overhead or, you know, you're, but this is really great because there's really no overhead. I mean, you're just offering, you know, his ability yeah. to a service, you know? So it's like, it's really, you guys aren't mm-hmm. putting any money forth, you yeah. know, which yeah, is great right now. Super minimal. Cause we're just trying to do like goodie bags for, um for new clients with some things that they might need but yeah it's yeah such a minimal cost there's yeah and when we're the only people who like you know do any of the work then there you go and some outsourcing right. of things like logo and website design of course but yeah it's very it's very it's a minimal investment yeah you, know, you guys we, we talked about like for like our startup costs like we only have to have maybe like four paying clients in the first calendar year or something to like make up so it should yeah. be fine <laughs> yeah have you guys already created your website Working or is that still right in the now. works we just figured you know what let's launch our instagram because we can start to build some followers there and um we've it's been really reassuring and um exciting that every time bill has worked with someone they've had really positive feedback and they've wanted to refer him to somebody else. So yeah. And I think that's that's how most businesses work is just by word of mouth anyways. But we thought if we can at least and start sharing the, you know, tips and tricks to start to get, you know, what we talked about is maybe everybody that we know right now, like doesn't have a dog that needs training, but that doesn't mean that next year or next month they won't 
get a dog that they want to have training. So if we can start to connect with people now and, and show them what Bill knows now, then when the time comes there, he'll be ready for them. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel like right now too, I mean, even us, I mean, we got our French bulldog puppy in COVID because I was home. I feel like a lot of people Mm. are kind of in that mindset, like, Oh, you know, this is the best time to get a dog. Um, so I think, yeah, it's great that you guys are starting this up. If you're going to get a dog, like you, while you're working from home is certainly the ideal time because puppies require a lot of training. I mean, (laughs) yeah, you tell me, you're telling me I like, we had Portia. I mean, we've had Portia since 2011. Yeah. So, I mean, she's 10 years old and then we had Logan and he was, he's four. And then we decided to get scout. (laughs) And I was like, wow, this is like real. Like we're going back Uh to the poppy stage. Um, But I will say he's, he hasn't had an accident in the house in like two months. He's, I feel like fully potty trained. I better knock on wood when I say that, but. Um, yeah, so it's been good, but I, I do feel like dog trainers, you know, it's not, everybody thinks like you need to get a dog trainer to give your dog, you know, all this obedience and formality. And it's like, no, it's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just socialization, you know, to, with family members or like babies or other dogs. And so much of it too is, um, what Bill and I were talking about is like his version of dog training is actually training humans how to communicate with dogs because it's just a different language that they speak and um yeah and it's I felt that way too like I had I've actually never had a puppy puppy because um well as I like to say like I got a two-for-one deal when I married Bill he came he came with Niagara so it's such a bonus (laughs) um right he was five when we got married so she was an adult dog at that time and then as I mean she was so full of energy like when we first got married I remember just needing to really put a lot of time into getting her outside like just a walk would not do it like you we had to play fetch with her for like an hour twice a day like she I I mean a lab she was just so high energy and then it's like, you know, it was a slow transition as she got older that she slowly started to lose more energy. And then when we moved into our house here, like that was when she really, she was like 10. So she had started to become like an old lady dog. And I, not only did I like grow to love her so much more just from spending more time with her over the years, but as she mellowed out more, it really became more of like my kind of dog vibe like I I love dogs but I'm right I'll always tell people like I'm really more of a cat person like I I and people get you know it's a very heated thing but like like to be clear (laughs) I love dogs I love 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 them but (laughs) their energy level can sometimes just be a lot for me and so oh I always used to love visiting people who had dogs I get my dog fixed that way so old senior dogs is really, that's my jam. That's the kind of dog that I'm interested in. That's just like, you know, lower energy wants to hang out, go for a walk and then just like snuggle. Um, 
And then we brought Heidi into the picture and it was like, oh my God, she was a six month old German shepherd. (laughs) And she is the best dog. Like she's so good, but it was just getting used. It was such a transition for me of like going from old lady Niagara to puppy. And I was like, oh God, I forgot about this. Right. Yeah, and she is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, big puppy. Like, she's yeah, she's right. not like she's scout a puppy. Much taller. Yeah, she'll she'll knock you down. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I did say to Paul when we got scout, you know, and I'm getting ready mm. for the unfortunate. Uh, you know, Portia has cancer or whatever. Um, so I'm. I think mm-hmm. I'm preparing myself more than anything. Um for that so I did say to Paul I was like I I don't want to do another big dog like I grew up with big dogs Mm. German Shepherds my entire life um but when it's your own house Mm -hmm. and you're taking care of them and you have a kid um I was like you know I just I want a French bulldog I know he's like energetic now but he'll eventually yeah he's just gonna want to lay down on my lap uh, which is what he already wants to do now um, so I just like, I was like, I can't do another big dog, but I need to get prepared. And I've always wanted a French yeah. bulldog. And I was like, let's just I do know. it. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I do totally understand what you're saying. And then I, I've i told Bill, like, he gets so like, I don't know. It's funny when I say like, I love Heidi. She's the best dog. And I don't want another German Shepherd because he always says how like, yeah she's like people always tell us like she's the best shepherd and I'm like well I agree because she's our dog and I love her but she's also still quite a handful so like if you're telling me she's the best then like what does that mean about like the yeah yeah shepherds I don't I think it's because they're well as you know as as trainer Bill says exactly they're They're work dogs yeah working dogs they're super high drive high energy like they're just not meant to be like a lazy house pet like if if that's what you want you should get like an english bulldog or something well and you know i think i think a lot of like my mom you know bred dogs so i that's i do know a little bit um I feel yes. like people get dogs for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. like or they don't research well enough. Um, and it's like you don't get a German Shepherd if you want it to mm-hmm. be necessarily your best family dog. Like they're usually great. Yeah. They're great with kids and stuff usually, but you know, there's other dogs yeah. that are like the yeah. best family dog, golden retrievers. You know, like it's yep. like Absolutely. do your research first. A big thing that we want to like help people with is doing your research especially now um having Frankie because he's a Belgian Malinois and you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a breed that I was not familiar with until pretty recently um and they're kind of having like a moment in the spotlight right now with a lot of the like war movies like you know because they're they're a military dog they're a right there's a lot of um content right now movies and tv shows that will kind of highlight a belgian malinois and they are beautiful dogs i totally understand the appeal and people see them in that capacity and they're so agile they're like athletic and strong and smart yeah and and they listen yeah all well and good and it's like nice to admire that kind of a breed but they are not 
good house pets. They, it is for the average person. Yeah. It's just you're asking for a disaster if you take home a Belgian Malinois to be your your family dog. It's just not going to work family out very dog. well. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, a lot of these dogs are ending up in shelters because people cannot properly care for them. And so, yeah, just knowing before you go dog shopping, before you make that decision, like what is the breed that is really going to fit with your lifestyle and not like thinking like, oh, I'll get a dog. I'll take it for runs. Like if you don't already go for runs every day, you're not going to. And then you're, you're not going to eat your house <laughs> yeah. when you're, when you're gone for, you know, six hours to just go to work. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. That would be good. That would be I, I feel like the knowledge and the education piece is great because people right. aren't necessarily, you know, dog savvy um, all the time. And I understand that. But it's like at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to be careful, you know, and do do some research. So that would be good if you yeah, guys and it really get um, some of that knowledge to, out there. Definitely. I mean, certainly Bill Strength, as we've mentioned, you know, his many careers. So his being a teacher um, and I worked with him at the school. So yep. I wasn't a teacher but I did teach the kids um so certainly teaching is like in our right in our wheelhouse so yeah providing knowledge and and teaching is certainly some of the goals of of what we're working on yeah thanks that's awesome yeah I'm proud of you guys yeah I'm happy for you yeah what else um what else are you doing Ooh, a party for I haven't even thought about it like literally the thought has not even crossed my mind well i only asked because like i didn't i didn't end up doing right. one for logan right. granted it was april and that was literally mid like that was right in the heat of it but mm. um yeah i'm curious like yeah what people are, like what holidays will I look mean, like my, my thought right now um, is no because yeah yeah it just i don't know it doesn't feel doesn't feel right um we had such an awesome first birthday for her so I feel like <laughs> I don't want to say like we've we've done it like we did a party because obviously she's gonna have birthdays every year but um she's still so young <laughs> right she's still so young honestly she's at that age don't <laughs> if we did or not so we'll yeah. probably just do um something just with our family um we don't I don't think we want to nice put other people at risk or I don't know it's it's such weird times honestly it's hard to I almost just don't want to have to make people choose whether they want to come or not like if it's just my family like that's yeah um and it's the people that she sees all the time anyway and I would love to see our friends and more of our family extended family but I don't know that it's like worth it over a, a second birthday. It just, I don't, it, it feels a little frivolous to me, I guess. It's like, yeah, I, no, I, I totally get it. We can make it special for her. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Yeah, that's what we did. You know, we, we still bought cupcakes for Logan. We had them made, yeah. uh, we had balloons and we still had presents and, you know, made it a, a I feel like a more, intimate moment of just us family and that'll be um, some so it's like i keep trying to think these will all just be interesting memories like that we look back on um like he might remember his fourth birthday he 
might not. Um, but it can just be, it can become part of your family story. Like that was your birthday when we were in the middle of a pandemic and, you know, we couldn't do the big party, but we had a really oh, yeah. great day. Yep. Cause well, at the end of the day too, like family is all that matters. Like your, your little family is the only thing that really matters. Right. So it'll be, I think it'll just be, yep. hopefully most people will take this as, um, like a lesson in, in re- reminding ourselves what really what really matters yeah totally I you know and at first I was kind of bitter you know like (laughs) I just want to I just want to do what I want to do and you know yeah I don't want to wear mask and it's like it is what it Mm -hmm. is uh I don't it's not going to go away um you know and I feel like every state is trying to do the best that they can Mm -hmm. make the right decisions uh for the right reasons and it's like you can't fault them for what they're choosing same thing with like the schools i i can't mm-hmm. imagine you know uh, being a kid right now and doing yeah. like a hybrid and not going to school every day and their parents who have to try and figure that out you know if they don't get yeah. to work from home like that just it's crazy but it's like the schools you know the superintendent at the end of the day is trying to I make agree the that right everybody call is like for trying the right to do reason what they think is best and i have to work on like not judging other people for the decisions that they make, even if it's different from mine. Um, And it's, I think that's just like in life in general, you know, like with the election coming up, I struggle with that where I know I have very strong (laughs) beliefs and it's really hard to see either family or like people that I care about friends, like having different beliefs that just feel so opposite from mine and so I have to really try to um at least like remove the judgment from it and just think like all right they're they're they are also coming at it from a like a good place like they're not like they don't have like an evil heart just because they have like a different view than I do some people are evil that and like that for sure exists but I think most of like the people that I know they're not it's just a different um, set of values. And I, I, I struggle. I really struggle with that um, because I'm so passionate about what I believe. That it's yeah. like really hard for I me mean, to, it's a, it's a... to see it any other way. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, it's one of those things where I think we're still as a society, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't talk politics. You don't, you know, and it's like, which I agree to an extent, but I also think yeah. that's where yeah. all of this division comes into play. Um, you know, at the end of the day, mm. we live in the U.S. We're allowed to have different, you know, opinions and different uh, values and, and all of these things. And it's mm-hmm. like, for me, I yeah. try and just listen. I'm such a listener. Um, I don't, I, I'll be honest, like, I, I'm Paul hates this about me but i don't watch a lot of politics like i don't like i watch the debate i this uh you know this week but that was probably the first time Mm -hmm. i even had mention of either of the candidates um and so i i try and listen and i understand everyone has different opinions and and you know at the end of the day it's like you're believing in Mm -hmm. the candidate because of what they're standing up for 
Um, or I hope that's the reason. Cause then sometimes I feel like people are just so in their, their mm-hmm. blue stance or so in their red stance, which I don't, yeah. for me, I, I don't understand. Uh, just because it's like, you should mm-hmm. be going off of what you're, you're believing regardless of where they, you know, each candidate lays yeah. or is, you know, standing on the aisle. Um, so for me, it's like, I try and just keep an open mind and keep my ears open, um, as best as I can. But of course, yeah, it's hard when you, like you said, your passion and what you believe in and Mm -hmm. and you're thinking of your family and all these other things and and yourself and, um, as a mom and you have a daughter and I have a son, you know, so it's like so many things come into play. And of course, everyone, I think, like you said, I think if your friends, everyone's meeting you know meaning it in a good way or you know trying to yeah have a belief for the good reason I struggle too like I don't like when people say that you shouldn't talk politics with yeah with friends or family because I I agree I think like we have to be able to talk about it though because if you just like never talk about the things that you disagree on then there's no chance for finding common ground there's no chance for progress or exactly exactly right that's how knowledge is stopped I mean like the whole point of a debate is to get your point across you know it's like to educate someone on what you know learn something and so even if you disagree that you could at least understand where they're coming from and I think that's what is so yeah lacking today is like it just it feels so divisive and it's it has felt like that for a long time but it just feels so much worse right now um that there's like no Mm. people don't even want to entertain the conversation and it and it's like there's also like there can be really healthy spirited debate too and but it just should never devolve into name calling and insults And that's what's so frustrating is I see so much of that on Facebook. I mean, one of my like, I don't know if it's like a guilty pleasure or like something that I do that I just shouldn't do. But when I like read comments on any article that's posted and, you know, it just it's so quickly becomes partisan or like, you know, angry and blaming the other side. And it's like, well, there's there's got to be a way to like have just a reasonable conversation about this. Well, and that's the thing with social media right now is I feel like everyone's behind the screen more than any other time, you know, right now. And it's like, they feel more confident because they're behind the screen. Like, how about everybody? Would you say this to someone, um, you know, to their face? And that's, that's the piece that like, I'm the first one to admit, I dislike confrontation, but I also believe in having hard conversations. And obviously politics is one of those. And I just I think if everyone is coming to the table with of the goal of educating or listening or learning just one new thing or having the perception of, you know, something different or just the open mindedness of learning something different, then everyone's going to gain something. And I think the problem is, is everyone just wants to get their point across in in such a negative way. Um, And I don't know. know how we've ever gotten to this point of like 
it's like it's it's right. just it's like, like a, a power just, struggle um, right now who can like bully their way to the top is what it feels like yeah I don't know I I guess too I think yep. um yeah I think I have a little more practice with it too because like Bill and I have quite different beliefs on a lot of different things yeah I was gonna I was gonna bring that up it's funny because I I didn't yeah. know if I should but I was like I'm yeah sure you like and Bill differ in independent. that he yeah. does not identify with either party and I definitely I'm a democrat because I'm definitely like a solid liberal and I'm there's certainly areas where I might like you know be a little bit more extreme or a little bit more um middle of the road but he a lot of times like is so like smack in the middle and it's funny because sometimes I just like want him to just agree with me and and have the same beliefs that I do <laughs> Uh, because that would be easier <laughs> but we always have really good conversations that of course like you know bill they never get to name calling or anything like that because we would never speak to each other that way um but so i do right. appreciate about him being able to he challenges me and he challenges the way that i think and then a lot of times I find myself like going and doing more research and kind of like coming back to him. Like, well, I looked up what we talked about the other day and like, here's what I found or, you know, I can't just say something to him without having um, evidence to back it up. Like I can't make, yeah. And same for him. Like we can't make any, because he's going to call you out claims because it's just not going to fly. But I mean, I feel like our core values are very similar. It's just, right. well, and right now he just like hates politics, like all of it, basically. Like he, he hates both sides. And I, um, yeah, I don't like a lot of what's happening and I'm still identifying as a Democrat. I'm still voting for Democrats. Like, and that's not to say there are no, there are some Republicans that I, that I like, and there's a lot of them that I respect, but you know, I'm definitely just further on the spectrum towards liberal than he is so yeah right yeah I mean that that and that's see but that's a a mm-hmm. telltale that yeah. like you can have a healthy conversation you can disagree um at the end of the day you two are married and clearly you yeah. know the core of you the core of bill yeah. is all that I mean is what really matters um and I feel like that sometimes gets lost uh, in even when people yeah. themselves are fighting for what they believe in, that gets lost in how they're, how they're, you know, yeah. trying to get their point across or how they're trying to educate people. Um, so I just think like people need to remember even in themselves, <laughs> like, why am I doing yeah. this? What is the core yeah. of me? You know, like, what am I trying to get across um, and not like, this mentality of I just want to yell at the top of my lungs because that's what I want right. to do and I feel like yeah, that's what we absolutely. do today is just yell and, and exactly stomp our feet. You said, like I know that I know the core of who Bill is and I know I mean yeah anybody who knows him also knows that he he actually cares like so much about other people and so I always just I can always go back to that. Like if we disagree on something, it's usually some, you know, it's like a policy thing or whatever. It's actually not about a lot of the major topics. Um, but I can always just go back to, right. well, I know that he has 
he has a heart of gold and that he truly cares about other people and he he always puts others like ahead of himself and so there's nothing more that I could ask for in a person so it's like all right if we if we disagree on these things it's okay yeah I feel like you two need to like be yelling at the like you know because you just it's a Mm. good example of like you're married and you're still making it work and you have you know different views because I feel like people now it's like if they don't agree with something that they believe in they're not even being friends with them it's like oh that's not how this is supposed to work like we're all allowed to disagree um and still be friends I just I don't I guess myself I don't understand that rationale of like mm-hmm. well if you don't agree with me I can't be friends with you it's like mm-hmm. how do you learn how do you grow that's your opportunity to maybe stick your toes yeah. in in the Absolutely. water of learning something yeah. a little bit different like, you know I would say it's it's been like challenging with everything going on with um like the the police in this country you know like the the microscope that's on them right now and yeah the conversations that we've just had and what I try to talk to him about is that ultimately like if we're going to find like if we're going to make progress it's going to need to be both sides coming together because it's really easy to feel like you're being attacked like whatever side that you're on you know you can feel like the other side hates me and like Mm -hmm. I and maybe this is me yep. being naive, but ultimately, I, I just don't believe that that's true. I think that ultimately we would come together, you know, like as humanity, as people, as humans and and be there for each other at the end of the day. And it's hard to remember that when when it feels like there's being hate kind of thrown your way. Um, and I've just tried to tell him, like, the only way that we're going to come out of this stronger is if we work together and so it's time for everybody to just like you said start listening everyone needs to listen and and not be defensive and that's really hard um but to not make it personal to not make it about you um and to just try to listen and come up with common ground and ways that we can make progress together because i just don't think that well the black community is not going anywhere they're part of this country as they should be and i don't think that the police are going anywhere either i i hear the call to abolish the police i don't think that that's realistic yeah personally i don't think it's realistic um it won't last i think that we just have to kind of come up with a way to work side by side um and that can be hard to hear when when you just feel like people are mad at you but i think that's the i think that's the right way that's the way towards progress but no i i agree i think i think here you know here's the thing we've certainly made progress mm-hmm. yeah. um over the, over the decades of you know slavery and all of that we we've definitely made progress mm-hmm. Yeah. Does there need to be more progress? Absolutely. I, I feel like there does. I'm not saying that there isn't an issue. Um, but I also think <laughs> um, 
sometimes there is a light that is, sh- you know, trying to be shed on something mm. that maybe shouldn't be, um, that maybe isn't an issue. Um, now, now saying, I mean, clearly we both know what we're talking about, but th- you know, one yeah. incident, definitely very clear, you know, issue. Um, and I'm all for justice. And then I think there's other cases where, you know, media does a great job of forgetting to tell very substantial, important pieces of the whole story. Um, And, you know, us as the viewers, just seeing these short clips or just seeing, you know, a news reporter reporting it and you're just getting, you know, five minutes. I feel like it's hard for someone, again, thinking of that mom brain it's hard for someone to even fathom what it is like to be in a uniform um and you know I was a cop for three years and you know I saw a few things but I have nowhere near experienced some of the Mm -hmm. things that these cops see you know in these bad areas and it's like at the end of the day everyone black white right I I don't care. Everyone's just trying to go home to their families, whether you're in a uniform or not. Um, And so I just, I, I, I'm one of those people where like, I, that diagram of like, I support black people and I support police officers. I am right in the middle. Um, And again, that was, I saw something. It was like, if you, if you're one of these, then like you don't support black. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, I do. I don't support bad cops. I don't support, you know, any yeah. race. I'm saying human race that is doing something bad. Um, and so unfortunately, if that is the case, then I have to mm-hmm. agree with the consequences of what is happening. Um, yeah, I think I yeah. think our world right now, it does have some major issues. And I think the problem is, is it just action needs to be taken where it needs to be taken correctly and to put a stand of like listen Mm -hmm. not all cops are bad not all human race is bad um but unfortunately there are bad apples in every scenario i will very easily say black lives matter and there's no you know um like qualifications to that like black lives matter period i'm not gonna say anything else yeah um yeah and i do think that uh, yeah i support cops too and and not just because my husband is a cop because i think it's also there's such a part of this too where like it's really easy for me to say that living where we do where racial tensions are really not a big Mm -hmm. part of the job um and that just also shows yeah. like, well, because New Hampshire is so predominantly white. So it's, and so in that sense, I just feel like we don't even know yeah. the experience of black people. So like, who are we to say that these things aren't happening? Um, I think it's, there's so much complexity with this situation too, because yes, of course, like progress has been made in this country for racial equality. But there's so much more progress that needs to be made. And like just so much of our country, we don't even realize how much of this country was built on racism and racist idea. Like, and it's not even just like, oh, because slavery happened. Like it's actually like it was the belief that 
black people were inferior to white people. And that's the basis of this country. And that's a whole reckoning that we kind of need to come to. But all of that aside, yeah, you can support cops and you can support black people and or, you know, people of color, any of that. Um, and just like you said, like, I, if good cops aren't condemning bad cops, then then they're not good cops. And I think that the only way that we're going to make any headway on this is for cops to take more of a stand. I also think, like you were talking about the media outlets and all of that, it's hard because like we're in a time now where, you know, even just like, I don't know, it was less than 10 years ago. Not everybody had a smartphone. Not everybody had a camera in their pocket at all times that you could record and hit share in a, in a second. So information is available immediately, but it's not always the whole story. So, right. So we always have to kind of be thinking like, well, wait a minute, like, is there a narrative here? Is there like, what is the whole picture? And so much of that we, we will never know, unfortunately. Um, So we just have to, Mm. I think we just have to listen to people when they talk. And I think that um, if we don't, I do, I think, yes, cops are under a spotlight right now. And I think there's, because of all this media coverage, because of cell phone videos, all that stuff, it's an increase in accountability, which I do ultimately think is a good thing. But right now we have to kind of like figure out what that means because it's not something that was ever addressed before. And it's messy right now because we have not figured out what it means to hold cops accountable and, um, and really just make sure that they're not abusing their power. Because I, I don't think like, I, I hope not. I just don't think anyone can ever say that that's okay. You know, like, and I know that's where good cops would also say that that's not okay. So that's where we need, that's where we need the, the, the working together part to come in. We need those good cops to stand up and say, you're right. This is not okay. And here's what we are going to do to fix it. Yeah. And so, and I am sure, you know, Bill could speak to this. Uh, Another piece of this that I think isn't getting um, talked enough about is, you know, police officers don't get enough training. Um, you know, yeah, police, I mean, you shoot, I think when I was a cop, I think I had to, you know, qualify on my Mm -hmm. weapon twice a year, which is not enough. Um, then, then you talk about, you know, police officers are dealing with mentally ill, you know, people on the streets where I think Mm -hmm. we had like two hour block of of talking of you know how to hand and I don't want to you know misinterpret it or say it incorrectly but how to appropriately you know handle those situations yeah. when you're when you're dealing with a person that's mentally ill um then the drugs right. I mean drugs have gone up how much over the last decade a, a, a huge I mean mm-hmm. and then you put them in the same category of possibly being mentally ill and I feel like police officers aren't always a qualified person when they're in a certain situation but yet they're expected to be 
you know, at their yeah. best level. Right. They're, they're in reality, that's not even that's not even possible. But not being given um, the training to to handle those situations appropriately, and then unfortunately, the training would cost money because it would be more resources. So it's kind of a catch twenty two in that sense. But yeah, right. I and I agree with that. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like I think every community would be like, okay, if if your cops are going to be more well trained, which and now mind you, for the people who aren't, they're saying well trained, that has nothing to do with how they're Mm -hmm. handling themselves. Yes, it does. Because if you're more well trained, you're more confident, you're more apt to de-escalate a situation rather than escalate a situation. And all of that is a leadership can have higher standards to hold their people accountable to it's like i feel like it's a whole kind of um upheaval of the system that needs to happen and i think again being in new hampshire seacoast our departments do get more training probably than departments in other countries because we pay higher taxes like there's just there's more funding for that kind of thing and yep yes and it's still not enough or it's not the right or it's not the right like people for the job and we need to figure something else out you know what I mean like um I don't know well unfortunately I I I hate to say it but the more that we see what's happening Mm -hmm. you're gonna start seeing um unqualified yeah candidates and that was they're, they're gonna have trouble filling like, if you want better now. candidates then unfortunately you're gonna have to offer them more pay like if you want maybe people who have a college degree or something well you don't need a college yep. degree to be a police officer so it, like why and no, yes no um bill was attracted to that position and there's other people with college degrees certainly who work in that field but um how are you going to attract people with the right education um, if you're not willing to pay them what they've invested in their education. So there's just a lot to be, to be worked out. Um, And I think like having a real conversation about it versus just like yelling back and forth, of course, is going to be more productive. I mean, here's the thing we just touched on, you Mm -hmm. know, politics, you know, you know, Black Lives Matter <laughs> cops. And at the end of the day, we were civil. We uh, mm-hmm. very civil. I uh-huh. think we'll probably text <laughs> each other tomorrow after this and still be friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I think it's important that you have the conversations because at the end of the day, whether yeah. you believe in what someone else believes, there's always room for growth as a person, as a community, <laughs> Um, we all know as a freaking country. Um, so it's just yeah. like not talking about it. Absolutely. Any, and I think, yeah, like to improve. I, I, we, we just we're had this like, right real conversation and, and didn't even feel like we actually even disagreed on anything. It just felt like two people who know each other's hearts having a conversation about it. And that's probably the other thing is too, like we don't give other people the benefit of the doubt. Like we just kind of assume that everyone else is a jerk and that they just, like, they're just a jerk. And it's like, well, they're probably not. They're probably actually a really mm-hmm. lovely person, but we don't know them. Like you wouldn't argue right. with someone that you really cared about if you really knew that person. You wouldn't right. argue with them like that. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. I mean, if you really cared about someone, you're not just going to argue. Um, you're going to try and listen. And, and whether you want to meet a middle ground or not, you're still yeah. going to give respect to them. And that's mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think is totally lost. Yeah, is just respect of others. <laughs> <laughs> well too. i'm glad that we and were able to have like you know a mature conversation to respectful too so hopefully there's other people who are doing the same thing um that we are and maybe maybe we can uh right the ship you know yeah they were so I know. cute we need and to get, um now together again so we were cute last time <laughs> We had, we had pizza tonight. I made pizza for dinner and yeah. Oh yeah. Because we only eat our pizza. Did you keep it home? Because Logan eats his pizza. Yes. So it was so funny because we were eating the pizza and she's eating. I have to make her really tiny little slices of it. Um, And she was eating them like such a big girl. And Lindsay said, you know, this is all because of that Logan. And I said, that's exactly what it is. I said, I have to tell Tiffany tonight because that was the funniest thing to me. And, and she does that with um, our neighbors across the street that the boys are a month older than her. And then they have a five-year-old as well. So when she watches what they do, she wants to do that. And so it was just, I had never seen her though. So blatantly watch him pick up a slice of pizza and eat it and she just and it wasn't even her pizza she was just like oh I'll help myself for this I eat pizza too so now yeah she eats pizza like a big girl because Logan showed her how to eat pizza which is really I mean what other life skill do you need besides how to eat pizza I think she's all set (laughs) we are done I mean, yeah, I think we can send her. Off yeah, now. you've done send your job as a parent at this point. You're good. <laughs> you are good. I know every time I, you know, flip through my phone, like on Facebook or whatever, and I she'll see he'll see her and, and he's like, wait, who's that? Oh, I'm like, you know who that is? Oh, I oh, know who that is. is. That's Maddie. I'm like, yeah, he's oh, he is. He really he really, truly is the sweetest boy. I mean, thank you. We had Best so much compliment. fun, and it was so fun just to watch them. It was like we didn't even get to chat very much because we were just watching these two, and it's it's like seeing her with the big kids because for a while she didn't care what the big kids did. She just didn't have any understanding. Now, it's I'm very conscious right. now of how much of a now being she is and how important it is to her to fit in and I'll catch her doing things the way that we do them like um oh so when we were taking pictures of Bill like working with Heidi and she grabbed Heidi's leash Bill always like puts it over one shoulder um that's just like when when we get to the park we take her lead off and he puts it over like wraps it around his shoulder and she yeah we had put it on the ground for some reason and she just grabbed it and she put it right over around her neck. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, she she is watching everything oh. we do. And, yeah, it's so cute. It's like, okay, she's really trying to be, like, she's a awesome. person now. Not just, not just a little baby. She wants to be a person. She oh, sure is. She's, yeah. Yep, she is her own little individual. Really becoming independent and telling us no 
when she does not want to do something. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Oh, I remember that stage. <laughs> yeah, it's like six hours yeah. later, she gets yeah. her shirt right on. You're like, she really? She demands to choose her shoes, and she always chooses ones but... that are like not seasonally appropriate. Or, oh, you know, it's, yeah. And then we've had the issue of her growing out of some shoes, and I had to take <laughs> them away, and that was very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We've, those are left the house some of those. Some you gotta pick your battles. It is not it is not worth it. But <laughs> that's actually another benefit of these times is we don't go out and see people, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no one's. We're just going up to the park. No one sees us in our crazy outfits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I really do appreciate you hopping on and having this um, time with me to connect. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. It's, I love listening to it. I feel like I'm sitting there with you. And it's funny because I've known most of your guests, but not all of them. But even the people that I don't know, I've enjoyed the conversations because it feels like I'm catching up with you too. So, um, and I just think I'm so proud of you for just like going for it. Um, just you're very fearless in that sense. And it's something I've always admired about you. So, yeah, I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Well, enjoy yeah, the absolutely. rest of your Let's week. Do it and I will twofold. text you to uh, get together yeah. there with the kids. All right. You too. Yes. Okay, yes. Bye.